I had a, I had a issue getting here today. Uh, I woke up this morning around 8 a.m. to about four feet of water touching my doorway. This time around, we're joined by Jamie Como and the Crooked Teeth. We'll talk about the differences between Jamie's first EP and the new upcoming album with the full band. Also, talk a little bit about their expectations for 2019. You'll also get a few tunes and even one they play just for you. So sit back, sip your poison, and enjoy the ride. I'm Kalen Capson, and this is the Pagan Place Podcast. So yeah, I uh, woke up this morning to uh, four foot of water up to my door, and I had to call in a favor to get a boat to come and pick me up to get my gear across the street so I could do this podcast and the gig that I have tonight. I had all my gear in my house and completely unable. I had no pants or anything like to wear to like get me over the water. I had I had rubber boots, but they weren't gonna do it. Like it was just so deep. So my sister called this guy and he came and he blew up a boat, put me in it. And uh, carried me across the water all the way to the other side of the street where I got picked up and drove them all to meet Nick. And yeah, it was a weird, weird experience. Weird experience, but all around good time. <laughs> dedication. Yeah, dedication. Yeah, that is dedication. Show must go on. Yeah. That is funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Best video. You should post that. I always posted and oh, shared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's a uh, storm in the internet right now. Let's go just back to how, well, it started with just you, am I correct? Just- yeah, just a solo project. Just Jamie Como was the, was where it all, where it all began. In doing that- like half an hour sets, getting paid no money, just doing it to, just doing it to put music out. Still not getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I joined up with Nick and uh, we started doing a duo thing. Actually, me and Nick started um, at Evolve Music Festival. Me and Nick became really good friends at Evolve and I, I, impulsively asked him to play with me during my one of my first sets at a festival and it actually went really well i got him to come up and play a few songs and it was really cool it was a really cool experience and then after that i wanted to i wanted the full band experience so i got a hold of uh, i think the first thing i did was get a hold of hunter wilson and then after that um drake came through was that what you were already at chris's i think weren't you or did you come to jam with boardwalk us? boardwalk oh yeah we discussed it yeah and then you came and played drums were out of all instruments the one instrument he doesn't play <laughs> And then now Drake's a fantastic drummer, so it's kind of a it's kind of a cool proud of you, buddy. Yeah, proud of you, man. Proud of you. Kind of a cool thing to happen. Like country and drums, though. That's it. Yeah, country and drums. <laughs> it's a life, life of Drake Adams. Get, you see his mustache. I guess you'll see. I'll it. get a picture of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shout out to Ryan. Yeah. Ryan and Gab. So you recorded About Face. The About Face EP was. Um, was just a project that I did um, in 2017. I just really wanted music out. I had no music out that wasn't uh, tied to my hip-hop background that I did a lot of. So I didn't have anything to, like, basically show that I was playing music. And, and uh, yeah, so I started recording an EP in my bedroom. I did it in, like, a month or two. And just, no matter how it sounded or mixed and mastered, I just threw it up. Yeah. Just for the fun of it. And, it, you know, people listened to it. People downloaded it. Oh, sweetie P. So, Thank you. It's impressive that you did it yourself in your room. Oh, it was nothing. 
It was like <laughs> virtual drums and bass and stuff. <laughs> it was really, really actually nothing special, honestly. That's the awesome thing about the ease of recording right now is that you can just... You can do it in your room with any kind of mic, any condenser mic at all. You can do a project. I mean, it might not sound good, but just classify it as lo-fi and... Yeah. 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 Right? Worst case is a demo or, you know, yeah, exactly. gets it out of your head anyway. Yeah, exactly. If that's the biggest thing is to get it out of your head and get it on paper and then just get yeah. it on a, get it out of paper and onto a guitar. And then once it's onto a guitar, you get it recorded and you don't have to, you know, you just, I find with songs when you're writing a song, you'll just, it'll be stuck in your head for so long until you actually record it. Right. Like it's stuck in your dang head until it's on, until it's on like some kind of audio file. Yeah. And that's when you can finally like move on with it <laughs> so the full band arrangements started doing 2018 or late 2017 2017 was it september yeah. or yeah it august, no it would have been august august yeah we uh yeah we became a band in august started uh practicing like it was a lot we were practicing like twice a week for some reason we just had the dedication to just practice all the time we were, we were practicing in a laundry room at a buddy's place. Yeah, a friend's laundry room. That's all it was. It started off there. And then Nick signed us up. For, oh, hey, man, by the way, I signed us up for uh, Harvest Jazz. And I was like, we've been a band for a month, and you're going to sign us up for like... <laughs> I was feeling ambitious. I thought we could do it. Yeah, well, look, look what happened. Worked out. Worked yeah. out good for everybody. And ever since then, we've just been on a steady momentum four-piece band. We've had a, we had a member join us for a little bit, Drew. Uh, I play keyboard, but uh, eventually just our time... Didn't uh, didn't fit so well, and you know he lived in Fredericton and stuff like that, so it just didn't really work out, and we just decided to stick to a four, yeah. stick to four guys. So you've had a crazy 2018 though, like you've you've had a ridiculous 2018. Yeah. I keep thinking that it's 2018, and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're right. We fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, the first year of their actual band, so we just pushed ourselves higher, playing like we like, pushed ourselves two, three to times a limit. A weekend, four times a week, give or take. And just keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. Mostly yeah. tears. So now this year for 2019, our booking is a lot more planned than just Very. taking every gig that we can get. Yeah. I find, yeah, we were impulsively, we could grab, we grab anything, right? That was, that was worth getting our name out. But now it's like, Drake's been like working really hard to get us like gigs where we're getting guarantees and we're traveling and like we're working on tours and we're working on like, just we're, we're solidifying our 2019 right. in a way that we're not like, hey, in a week, do you want to play this gig? It's like, that's not what we're at right now. Yeah. Especially right. with Aiden, our bass player in school and doing his thing too in Fredericton. Like we, we have already worked it out. So like all of our shows are fine, but we're all, we're making sure that we're booking appropriately for everybody. Yeah. Which is this, the smartest way to do it. Yeah, definitely. Now that you can relax a little bit. After. Oh yeah. It feels good. And Drake, uh, Drake's got a baby on the way. I do. So that's going to put a stunt in things for April and area, May and April, I guess. But that's uh we're really not worried about it because we're, we want to take a, we need a break. We need a break from all these shows. We've been constantly doing shows for a year, and uh, we're trying to get this album out. So what we want to do is we want to like take a break before the album comes out. That way we're ready and refreshed by the time it's, it's right. out. A little and hiatus. Tour, tour the hell out of it. And then tour it, yeah. Yeah, we got a Quebec, Ontario tour booked for July, from July 5th to the 22nd. Sweet. So we'll be up there touring the album. Which will be incredible. And then Dream festival season's around that time, too. So festival season's probably. right after that, and it's just uh, all ship sail, and it's just like no time for... Anything but band. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't have it any other way. Yep. Yeah, same. When do you uh, think you'll be done recording? Recording? We're done, done recording. Oh, okay. Mixing well. parts now, the process right now, and then the mastering process. We have about one revision for each song right now, so okay. far. So we have like a, we have like what we're, we have like a bass and what we're listening to, and um, it's basically during the revision process. We're just editing it and making it sound good, mixing, and then we send it over to the next guy and he masters it. That's Sweet. where we're at right now. So we're, we're pretty, we're pretty close. 
Awesome. We're close enough that we might have a single within the next. I'm not going to say. It. I don't want to say any time. I just want to. It has to be a secret. That's just what it's coming. It's coming. coming. Stuff's coming. Just know that. Like I know it's been a while. It's been 14 months, and we've been saying this, but it's coming. <laughs> just know it's coming. Releasing this album April of last year. Yeah, people were like, "Oh, you releasing it next? Like soon?" It's like now. I no. think the second album is going to come out before the first one. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that. On this fucking on this way, we're going. What highlights do you have from this year? What really stood out? For 2018? Uh, yeah. One for me for is, I'm a, I'm a giant Winter Sleep fan. Let's all we, go, let's all say our big we, highlights. We got to, uh, we got to share the stage with Winter Sleep and I was, that was an over, awesome show. That over was... the moon for that one. Yeah, that was, I think that was your show. Yeah. Yeah, that was your big Absolutely. one. Absolutely. That was your big childhood thing. Yeah. I mean, I knew a few songs by them, but they weren't like my childhood band or anything. Like you. I already know what mine is, Folly Fest, 100%. Yeah. Folly Fest was incredible. We had uh, one of our biggest crowds, really good sound. Like this, we used like these really nice amplifiers, like these Hot Rod Deluxe Fender amplifiers. And the kit was beautiful. The bass, every, the, the whole setup was beautiful. The sound was beautiful. The crowd was amazing. They were super into what we were doing. And like, it was just honestly, I just kept hearing from people like, oh, that was my favorite set. That was like an amazing set. You guys did a wonderful job. And that was huge. Yeah. But Poco Logan, I'll have to give a little shout out to Poco Logan. <laughs> the not... eight piece band we had going on there. That, that was, was a big amazing. highlight too. That was, that was fun. But it still wasn't as fun as Folly for me. Like Folly was just bigger than that for me. Yeah. But All big right. shout out to Poco Logan. Yeah, yeah Killer did a great job. Was a great, to get us up there with a with set. a band like that was insane. Yeah, we'll try to try to figure out a time to do it again with those guys. Yeah, someday uh, once you hit Ontario. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Call yeah. them up. What do you think, Drake? I actually don't have one, guys. You don't have a favorite? <laughs> I it was all good. <laughs> they are all good. I'm glad you think it was all good. It was just a busy year, and that's just good for me. It, there was a lot. Yeah, and there was a lot of like points where we were like, "That was amazing. That was cool." Peppers Pub, our first show ever at Peppers, like. Was we played with the hypercon. We played with hypos and murder, murder. Okay. That was one of the greatest shows ever, and that was like we were band. Murder, murder, we were band for like three months, and we played this crazy gig. Like it just kind of put us like, you know, that snowball effect when you're like a little snowball and you're just constantly getting bigger. Yeah, I feel like we just like bumped into this huge snowman and just like collected all this snow right away. <laughs> like we were just started. Like it was like it was accumulated. It was weird. It was like any other project I ever started. Any projects that my friends had. It was like it's a growth, right? It's a strut. It, like this was like almost like we just kind of started. A yeah. little higher on the ladder than we like. We didn't start low. It's just weird. Our ex, we started with huge expectations and fulfilled them. Is basically what happened. Yeah. Most people would start with huge expectations, and you know it wouldn't work out in their favor or vice versa. And we got lucky big time. Part of that probably is playing like Mad too. Like you, yeah, we play like Mad, and we've all we're all in bands already. So it was like we're all uh, experienced when come when it comes. They are all more experienced than I am. Like I, I just did acoustic solo stuff. I played drums in a, in a band. I wasn't a front man in, in any case until, yeah. uh, until later. And then now it's like a whole different perspective for me. Me and Drake switched spots. Kind of Drake was doing, I'll never be a front man again, <laughs> which <laughs> no. is fine. No, Cause that's where I feel it. like I want to be. Have it. Give it to me. Done with it. Yeah. I mean, and there's like, there's so much more than just like, Playing the shows, like the the work behind it, like booking and everybody has a job. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. This band has like organized in that sense. That's good. We all have a job. It's not like scrambling to get everything done. Yeah, and, like I've had people say, "Oh, I do everything in the band," like, We're not but my band makes don't do all that shit. Drake's like master booker. Drake's like, I know this guy, I know that guy from here, and that guy from there. They know each other. Let's talk to them. Book, bam, done. 
Nick's like, I got guys that get grants. I know how to write grants. I know to do this and do that. Bam, that's done. I do all social media. I do all graphic design. So like there, that's all that's out of the way. And then Aiden's like, knows all of, in and, and out the driver. of this gear. And he's a driver. So it's like, he's, he's literally, yeah. Big purposes. We like to think of ourselves as the Ninja Turtles. That's our, that's our way. <laughs> Nick is, uh, Michelangelo. Party Nick's a lover, time. partier, doesn't know how to grow up. We got Drake, the Raphael, you know, hothead. <laughs> Leonardo, of course, you know, and then Aiden's nerds. We, we got Donatello on. instantly for for Aiden. He's Loves just he fits right into the gadget seat of Donatello. Like the roles are exactly where they should be. It's actually kind of freaky. Like I want to be the Ninja Turtle. We're also Halloween. working with Derek Be- Be- Beardsworth with uh, Parkendale Productions. Yeah, that's a huge thing too. Uh, I'll wait till him, for him to announce that. But we're working with him for a lot of stuff. So shout out to Parkin Parkin shout out to Parkendale Derek. Productions. Because we work a lot with him. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, again, we'll we'll talk more on that some other time. That's another thing. Once I get denounced, but yeah, look once for we those get kind the of ins and outs. Sweet. Frank He's James good. over here in the corner just observing. <laughs> Shout out Frank James. <laughs> Frank James playing playing in Montreal tonight too, was it? Yeah, Frank James uh, in Montreal Ottawa, 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 Ottawa tonight. Ottawa. Right. Frank James still waiting to collect his royalties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Omnipresent clones. <laughs> yeah. That's where it's really at. That's what yeah. you guys need. Yeah. Some clones. Yeah. Did you, you guys hear about that? Did I, I, I send you that? I didn't. <laughs> that video about the clones? That ch- oh, yeah. in, I looked at, in I looked China? At it. Did you look it up? Yeah, it's fake. Oh, okay. Never yeah. mind. Never mind, everybody. Conspiracy, you don't, don't need to worry. Theory. It sounded pretty messed up, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'll be real one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like the the, the article was like um, China's... Um, Jap- was, Japan. It was Japan, yeah. yeah. And um, these um, AI robots attacked like these workers or whatever and like stole the art like uh, I don't know I don't want to get into it but it was wild and I read it and I was like this is either fucking stupid as hell or this is some real shit that needs to be discussed <laughs> it seems real though anyway we're off topic we're off topic it's only a matter of time <laughs> the day will come when you can have that conversation yeah I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to be Will Smith yeah. I mean if I could wear those cool ass chucks I'd be Will Smith but I don't know that but I don't want to be dealing with no AI <laughs> so this consent the first time around. But I'm still to his doom And he left behind his mood So his ashes were cold His body was foul But his soul was gone As quick as he passed His temporary shell Now rot six feet beneath
2019, other than just uh, take a little more control of the shows, what plans do you have? Tour, of course. Tour. We'd like to be more involved with some either New Brunswick and ECMA scene. Yeah, big time. Ball take that step, yeah. Nick applied us for the Rising Star stage. I don't know if we got accepted yet, but we have applied. You'd think we'd right? be, uh, <laughs> we'd I'm right, be right? in by association. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, working with Derek, he's a big part of uh, Music New Brunswick. He's won some uh, events of the year and music promoter of the year for Music New Brunswick. So working with him, we hope there'll be do some more better things in Music New Brunswick this year. Basically, just push like it, push the name out instead of just um, you know go from being a. Go from being a garage band to a little, you know, just a little higher right. than that. That's what we just, we're taking it. We're taking it more pace. seriously. Yeah. Everything's being taken to the point where it's like, we were basically thinking of everything that you can possibly think of before. Like we think about, we're really good with budget, like making sure like we know what we need for money and what we need, how to spend it and stuff and how to properly disperse it for what we need, like merchandise and album mm-hmm. and you know, it's not just making money and, you know, splitting it four ways and part ways. Investing. And it's an investment, yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's just basically doing the things you need to do. And having Derek uh, on our side is uh, really cool. A band really is it's like a business. It's exactly what it yeah. is. It's also a marriage. Yeah. 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 Bickering at each Lucky other. Yeah, I love you because I fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't got jumped by these three guys. They would, they would, if I even try that, Nick and Aiden would be like, <laughs> just nothing. Fucking try, buddy. All you'd hear was crickets. You'd hear Aiden biting his nails and Nick just flicking his hair, and you'd be like, yeah, no, yeah. this ain't happening. I think one time, the only thing that saved me from one time was my birthday. Like, the only thing that saved me from getting jumped by the two guys was my birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah, it did. Power trip, drink. Uh, a little, little bit of alcohol in the system. We, we were all drunk. We had a little bit of a hiccup, and we were all like, okay, Drake just brings us a beer, and he's like, I don't know how to say sorry, so here's the beer, and we were like, alright, and like, I'm trying to say it's fine, it's fine, he's like pushing the beer in my mouth, and he's like pushing it, making me drink it, and I'm like, Drake, it's not the time, bro, <laughs> but it is the time, because I'm drunk. And we and we grew from that experience. Oh, you know? totally. That's, that's trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. We've had hilarious drunk mishaps though. Drake, uh, what was the time um, Aiden took his bass off of his strap? He flipped it or something? No, no, he didn't flip it. He bases sit horizontally and he took his strap off one notch, put it vertically, sat it on the ground and tried to play it like a cello as a note. But cello the goes note. for the fucking note. Hits like E when it's on, uh, I think it was uh, B. So he just goes for the E, or no, it was on uh, F sharp and he goes for the E and it's just like. Everybody was like, no, this is not right. <laughs> and then Drake looks at Aiden and he's like, <laughs> and Aiden just literally puts the strap back on, picks it up, and just like quiet for the re- It was like one of the last songs, so he's just quiet for the rest of the set. <laughs> and Drake's visually, like, don't ever do that again. Visually upset. You can yeah. tell he was. Oh, we upset. were all like, that was like, that was weird. <laughs> I was laughing because I thought it was funny, but then he hit the wrong note. And then Drake yelled. And I was like, okay, we just went from almost being a cool mistake, a funny thing, to like, uh-oh, we better fix this quick. So I look at Aiden, I'm like... <laughs> it, was, uh, it was definitely an awkward drive home. Drums, yeah. I hit my drums even harder. I'm like, Jesus, you fucking do that again? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you're just banging your... Stop it. Oh, that was hilarious. GTs. Good times. Yeah. Have you ever had any gigs where everything just... Completely foobar, just uh, actually recently uh, we played, Nick has had more of those than we have. I yeah. we played New Year's Eve on the boardwalk, which was a bit of a chilly, chilly gig, and all my pedals just shut out, stopped working. It's sure. not the first time too. There's like yeah. been like four or five times where Nick's pedals were just like 
Yeah. Also, at um, New Year's last, the year after your guitar did that too. Do you remember? At um, we we played with the pub. You cut it on your. your, We got really drunk, and you were really drunk. Uh, And you were, yeah. And your guitar not (laughs) only got unplugged, Aiden not even in the band at the time. Right? Do you guys remember when we played the Well in Mary Machine? Jesus, this place made me laugh. It was like it's like literally like a juke joint. And like you see in like the Delta Blues, like Memphis, Tennessee, or something like that, like just like a shack in the middle of like twenty minutes outside of town. Oh, it's the worst. And it's like in just the woods, half right? Half VLTs, half. And it's bar. like half VLTs, half bar. And it's just one cement slab, <laughs> like the bar. And they got no glass cups. You drink in red Solo cups. That's what they serve you, and for your hard liquor, and no glass bottles, it's all in cans. So that's your options and it's only like two types of beer and like one type of liquor Same to <laughs> Vodka we, got, or something, we, we right? get paid by a parole officer and then we got paid by the parole officer who came and paid us later it was right weird paid and us then, before we played and then we had but the setup was like mm-hmm. just like this like we're trying to jimmy rig how we can get it lined up and speakers are like no speakers involved <laughs> they're all set up across the room no monitor no monitors so we're trying to make it work and then like how like their tunes before we like they had a dj dj Dr. Stoney. Stoney. Yes, man. Dr. Stoney, who played, like, the top 40s of, like, 1990s. And he'd come up, he'd be like, yeah, man, like, I was really listening to you guys. It's, like, got some music for your, like, to fit your guy the sound. And he'd come up with, like, ACDC out of hell. And he's like, okay, this guy's really paying Didn't attention. did he say the same he? thing about <laughs> and, and He's like, DJ Stoney got it going on. To make it more weird, it was 420. Yeah, it was 420. So it was extra so strange. He played it to this laptop, and then, like, after, like, the in-between side, so they unplug from the laptop and plug into their TV, which is YouTube of classic 80s rock hits. <laughs> That's what their That's background DJ. music was. And they weren't even going to pay him. They were like, oh, you weren't supposed to play tonight. Like, so And he's like, like, oh, This is, like, one of the weirdest <laughs> It was weird, man. The owner was, life. like, just sitting at the bar, just, like, real fucked up. Real <laughs> fucked up. And then a cop comes in, and they're just life. like... With an envelope with $500 in it and just hands it to us. We didn't even play yet. We just got there. Yeah. They probably sold like $20 worth of beer at the... No, they made no money. You made no money. But there was probably... I had a good time. I'd do it again. I'd do it again. For the $500? Yeah. I'd do it again. I'd be setting up a tent in the backyard. (laughs) It's just a weird gig. It was just a weird gig. It was weird. Yeah. So that was the weirdest one. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. the well? Yeah. I think so. I'd like to ask way. other bands how their experience at the well was. Yeah, a lot of people play there. Because Math Class told me that DJ Doctor Stoney was their DJ before, <laughs> and he said the exact same thing to them. Yeah, see, I'll play to match your sound, and then put ACDC, and then the next song was like Chumba Wamba. I get knocked down. Yeah, it's like why? Did his homework. Yeah, yeah, awesome. What a fucking four twenty. Mad respect to the guy. Yeah, yeah, him with the laptop. Yeah, DJ Stoney. DJ Doctor. Dr. Stoney. He had a long story that he, he got let go of his radio job because they didn't like him having his bong there. That's what he said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got laid off at the radio station there. Uh, they didn't let, they didn't like me bringing my bong to work. I was like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Should have seen this guy. This guy looked like he went to every Willie Nelson show yeah. ever. <laughs> I love Willie Nelson, too. by the me way, too. everyone. Look him up. Here's a button. Oh, I gotta take this. <laughs> <laughs> Diva. So you have a uh, tour booked for Quebec, Ontario. Anything else that you already have lined up, or are you kind of holding that close to the chest? Or? Uh, certain ones we are for sure. I mean, yeah. we're doing shivering songs tonight. You're pretty good. Friday. Flash in February. We got Flash Fest, uh, Moncton Flash in February. Which is other than that, cool. I don't really think we should give any of the other ones we're working yeah. out of the way. That's fair. 
But it will be announced probably soon. We have a poster also on our page. You can go check out all of our... For our spring, winter, spring, spring yeah. dates. All of our dates that are coming up. And our up summer dates will get announced eventually. Yep. Awesome. Here, why don't I read them off for the listeners here. In a city near you. <laughs> so we got the Tide and Boar Ballroom in Moncton for Flash Festival. After that, we're doing the Rosedale Warehouse in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Dartmouth. <laughs> Dartmouth. 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 Is that it? Dartmouth. Dartmouth. <laughs> We're doing a double header in uh, Red Her- uh, the Red Herring in St. Yeah. Andrews, acoustic yeah. and electric. On March 1st and 2nd. <laughs> Chumleys. March 16th. Mm. Pepper's Pub with Sun K. March oh, 9th. We're band. going back dance. Back dates. Now. And then the Governor's in Sydney, Nova Scotia. King My King. first time there. Drake's played there before. Yep. Three people. Eight hour drive. <laughs> Don't tell me that, man. Oh, yeah. I can't really worry. Why do you tell me those things? <laughs> We're going to drive all the way experience. there and be fucking pissed at each other. Oh, wait till we hit the Quebec, Ontario tour when you play to one person. Oh, I'm going to have headphones in all weekend. <laughs> not listening to any is just in my zone. Good luck with that. No, it's not going to work. <laughs> It'll happen. We'll go down, we'll play Cape Breton, we'll get three, and the next time we'll play there, we'll get six, and the next time we'll play there, right, we'll get nine. Right, and then nine. it's nine, and then we're making... But after nine, nine we'll go to... 50. Sick. Nine to 50. I like that. <laughs> Gotta put the work in. Like you said, we're only a, not even two years old, so we're still going to run into shows where no one's there. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And we're still going to run into shows where it's completely packed, and that'll happen for the next 10 years. Yeah. We'll play completely packed 13,000 shows, hopefully, and then we'll play to nobody. And then the next weekend we'll play to 500. And the next weekend after that we'll play to 1300. And the next weekend after that we'll play to two. <laughs> it just bounces. It's, Dang, East, it's, it's East Coast Canada. It bounces. Yeah. It bounces. Nature of the beast. You know? Listen, you, can't, you can't pack a show every time. Yeah, especially around here. I think it's hard. times in particular yeah. would be hard. Not as many people. Not as many people going to shows. Probably. It's not like the early 2000s when like... The bus used to play, like, hardcore. Yeah. Because I've, I've heard stories of, like, the bus loco of Swift playing, and, like, the bar have, like, a lineup outside, like, a block yeah. long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, can for capacity. That would be incredible. But that's... But now, we're in 2019, and everything's pretty much just been said and done. Yeah. So, we're just waiting for that new crop, fresh sound. Hopefully, we're the sound. But, like, a new... Now, these new, fresh crops of sound are coming in, but... As I gotta explain. It's just, like, when all that happened, it was just, like, all this freshness. Like, you know what I mean? Boss was coming out doing electronic kind of stuff a little bit. And so was the Swift. And now, like, every second band now is electronic. Yeah. Compared to, like, back then, it was Very like, true. A, more of, like, a treat. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now it's, now, now our sound is a treat. That's my yeah, opinion. Yeah, you definitely have a fresh sound. That's I agree, sure. too. I, well, I found like, I'm not saying, oh, my sound's a treat. I mean, like, the, the electronic yeah. style of the band can go into an organic sound. Like, yes, I agree. I find that the real. East Coast has just become either funk, dance beats. It's very... Oriented with just, that kind of shit now. Yeah. It's a formula, like, right? Fuck, even we do it sometimes. Like. Oh, totally. No, totally. Like, I, I find a dance beat is definitely an East Coast sound. Like a... Yeah, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just overdone. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. It's around too much. True. And just happy that... It's we're... all about what's in front of it, too. But I'm not knocking any of those sounds. Like, all those bands that do it... That's so... all shit that we like. So. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah. love it all. Like, I love every one of those bands, and I love their sound that they're doing out. It's just not our craft. It's just not our craft. Definitely not. And we've all played in bands where it has been our craft, but now we're just trying to stay away from it because every single band's doing Except it. Except for me. Except for Jamie. Yeah, Jamie's never really had that craft. Yeah, I've never Of played. dance beats. Yeah. I mean, I looped at one point, but that's <laughs> annoying. I looped at one point. <laughs> this is me. Uh, yeah. This is me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jeff from the Pocologan Camp Party, and you've been listening to the Peg and Place Podcast.